Hi guys, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Catching Up With The Nerds with your host, Tom. And uh, I'm by myself today, no JC, but I've got an amazing replacement for JC. I've got the one, the only auxiliary, aka Houston. Yep. What do you prefer, Houston or auxiliary? What's uh, your... Houston's fine. This is conversational. So that's oh, fine. Right. We'll, we'll go with Houston then. But uh, that's your stage name. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I am doing this little um, mini series thing where I'm interviewing, you know, parents, dads, or um, people who have kids in their vicinity <laughs> and uh, trying to see how their uh, passion for anything nerdy, you know, being PC gaming, uh, PC building, like Houston is very well known for um you know reading comics anything that is nerdy how they um get that passion how they get it passed on to their kids and how they influence their kids and how that's uh part of their daily life um not only that i just wanted also to get um houston on the podcast because i'm a, i'm a big fan of his so oh, <laughs> i'm you. quite happy they decided to join um right so f- did i do i need to introduce myself i don't feel like i should but i would anyway uh, my name's tom uh, I'm JC less today. No JC, like I just said. Um, my name is Tom. I'm 50% of the podcast. I'm a little French guy that moved to London 20 years ago. Uh, I love everything that is noticed. Hence, that's why I've started this podcast and decided to talk to other people about anything that is nerdy. Uh, I've got two kids, one who is four, the other one who is turning 12 soon this summer. And I've been married for a long, long, long time. Happily married. And I'm quite glad that's worked out that way. So with me, the one and only Houston, aka yeah. Auxiliary. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself quickly for anyone oh, who's sure. listening today? Uh, what do you do? Who are you? Where do you live? What do you do? I've said that already. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, so yeah, I'm Houston. I go, I'm Auxiliary on everywhere on the internet. Yep. It's um, A-U-X-X-Z-I-L-L-A-R-Y. It's kind of mm-hmm. two words. Um Man, I've I've been into PCs uh, since I was a little kid, like nine, ten years old. My dad bring brought home um, a four eighty six DX one hundred. I think technically a pre built, but it wasn't like by one of the big companies. It was like a local mm. shop had put the thing together, and um, he was adamant that I didn't just play games on the thing. Um, he didn't want to. He didn't want to have to always be bothered. To, oh, something's going wrong. Like he pushed really hard for me to learn how to fix it myself um yeah and he had a bit of a, a it background as i come to learn as i grew up um he was a programmer back in the days of punch cards stacks and stack in the 70s stacks of punch cards and stuff so he's yeah. always been a bit of a nerd in that way too and wicked smart like probably smartest one of the smartest people i know um and so i kind of got into that by proximity i suppose and always built my own machines all through school um, was the go-to tech support guy for family um and it, it honestly it had been a dream to build computers right as a kid you think oh that's super cool i can just i do this anyway so like why not get paid for it well it wasn't until i was late 20s i, yeah. I don't re- i don't recall exactly um i was i, I was hired with puget systems at 2015 Okay, and I'm, I turned 34 this year, so yeah, right at the late end of my 20s, 20s. Late 20s, yeah. Finally, living the dream. I'm getting paid to stand around and build PCs all day. How <laughs> cool is that? And not just not just like you know HPs and Dells. We're talking high end content creation, 
um, engineering scientific computing machines, mm. um, average sale price of like $5,000 US. Right? Like, yeah. not, not cheap machines. These are one of the things that excited me the most of working for them is that these machines are like changing the world. Um, yeah. everything yeah curing diseases to making feature films and stuff it's super cool and uh uh yeah there's a very i did all i've i've done all kinds of stuff i've i've been a chef chef quote i i was a cook twice <laughs> I drove a tow truck for a year um you know i, I worked at uh, the now defunct fries as a sales consultant for a little while that's about as close as i got to real it until recently uh all kinds of stuff my 20s were wild i did all kinds of weird stuff and so, so I'm, I'm happy to be deep into it now yeah yeah oh man it's 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 so exciting i love it what, what so but my, what did you study then uh, uh back in, in your uh, younger years <laughs> i did i did take a few networking courses um in high school um i found i had a knack for it i was actually pretty yeah. pretty good with um network engineering but it's super boring I didn't want to do, didn't want to program routers and stuff. It, it was too, mm. too rigid. Like there wasn't a lot of creativity in, in that. So that's uh, the, yeah, that, that, that's something that can be, um, yeah. It's especially on in your day to day job. If, if, if you're going to be bored out of your skull, <laughs> you know, um, you've got, you've got to be able to add that creativity in there. I don't know, from what I've seen from your, from your live streams on Twitch, we'll, we'll, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, like, you can tell there's your creative juices are flowing when you're in there and you're like, Hey, let's, let's grab this and do that. Yeah. Um, so you just go back quickly to to your dad. So you, you the, the impact that it's had on you then um, of having your dad pushing you to not only play video game, but fix them. You know, if something's wrong, I'm not just going to go to the shop and just buy you a replacement. Right. Was right. it, was it that sort of, 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 um, of experience it was like no i'm not gonna buy you anything just fix it trying to fix it yourself or i'll get you a part or something and, and you'll you put it yeah. how it was yeah um, and, and and it went from everything from i mean he bought me a thick dos 6.0 book like you're oh, gonna God, learn yes. these I commands had i had one of those <laughs> yeah right the, the the original dos for dummies right 6.0 yep. yeah <clears throat> with the there's like a cutout thing you stick over the mm -hmm. keyboard so you know the command it i had to i didn't chew through the whole thing i got but well yeah. enough to where i didn't have to ask a lot of questions <clears throat> but yeah repair um you know if a part fails it's up to you um the first upgrade we did was a, a 4x cd-rom into the thing like that little things like that yeah um it, yeah it was always and that that went for at least for him for a lot of different stuff like he um ended up doing maintenance like apartment maintenance and stuff and so fixing things was sort of just what you did you know What's if you could. DNA, right? yeah yeah um and it forced it forced a lot of creativity like um i'm very much uh i will try to find answers that i think was a big thing he taught me was how to find an answer um yeah. was that you don't necessarily have to know everything it's so much more important to know how to find answers and good accurate answers so yeah yeah it's yeah, it was... it's it's quite it's quite interesting the, the reason why i get, uh, went back to that is because i i grew up sort of sort of similar to the similar extent to what you had in terms of like having an interest in, in computers and building computers and, and getting stuff fixed and trying to understand the mechanics of it and trying to get um you know trying to find trying to find out the answers for yourself right to use your brain and then use your hands to get that fixed 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference with you, right, is that comes at times in your life when your parents are like, oh, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like, damn, I, I really want to do something like some sort of manual work, you know, as in like something that you use your hands to create and build stuff. But my parents went the other way. They went, well, it's safer. You know, again, mm-hmm. I, I born and raised in France and in France, like you got to play it safe all the time. Being creative and being uh, doing a manual job is not something that is really well seen, if you know what I mean. It's like this, it's got this stigma on it that, with it that goes with it. And it's like, um, and it's sort of, I, I think I would have probably ended up in some sort of same job that you're doing right now, which is like something that is like, centered around computers and mm-hmm. building stuff so that's why i'm quite interesting to see the role of um, the role that parents have in terms of getting their kids to take that step and, and sure. be pushed yeah um, yeah so i'm, I'm quite glad that you you got you got somebody that pushed you in that, that direction so it's yeah and um, to, yep oh go ahead Karen. no no Karen. Karen. oh i was gonna say it's been it's been tough with the with the girls right um mm. I, i've come into their life five or so years ago <clears throat> and initially you know it's tough because like who's this weird guy but as <laughs> you know we love each other and all that now like we, we have a good relationship and whatnot and <clears throat> i'm still very much i try to instill that into them the way my dad kind of did was like i'm not just going to give you answers i'm going to first like well what have you done to solve yeah. this problem first so that i'm not just repeating things you've already tried but then also like kind of try to pull them pull the answers out of them or ask ask leading questions to make them think about it because like i've noticed it seems like with the school if the answer to the question isn't like right there in in the previous material yeah they're lost and and that that's kind of shocking to me because for me critical thinking and like making um, those sort of assumptions and, and inferences in, in things comes super naturally. Of course, I have 25 years on them, so that's a little yeah. bit there. But <laughs> I, try to, I try to encourage that, and it, I notice it's very frustrating for them because I feel like this is this something new. They're not used to – it feels like they've been very used to almost being spoon-fed answers, and so now trying to have to think and put together an answer is new and, and frustrating. It's yeah, it's interesting because they, they go from that that time where you know as younger kids like let's say under ten years old they they've got a you know it's they've got it easy almost to, to, not not that it's easy to being a kid but uh, you know all growing up but they have it easy because we give them everything all the answers mm. they need just like well next you do this and right. making that switch from going to now you got to think for yourself and you've got to ask yourself the right question is is quite tricky right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find it, and it's a funny thing, right? There's something that I got later on in life. Also, it's like you, there's something you said just before this, which is very true. It's like you don't expect them to have the correct answer because that takes time and experience, that takes knowledge. That's something you build over time. But at least have the tri- the, the mechanism in your brain to actually get there or get to yeah. some sort of answer. It doesn't have to be correct. It's the same thing with gaining experience with building anything, building PCs, mm-hmm. something else. It's like you might put the wrong thing in there, that we you know, the, the, th- the wrong memory card, the wrong whatever sure. thing. But that's how you learn. Like, yeah. You messed up, <laughs> you try again. Um, and something that, yeah, it, it, it's very difficult to instill that sort of 
um, mechanism within the, within kids. Uh, I'm not saying kids these days because I don't want I don't want to sound like the old those, those damn kids. It's just like we all go through that stage, right? Absolutely. It, it you know people people like demonize social media and all oh, them no. TikTok kids and stuff. And all it all it's really done is put put it. It's made it more obvious, right? Mm-hmm in the eighties or whatever, there were kids dancing around in their living rooms to, to MTV trying to choreograph with yep. the music videos. And, stuff. and it's no different than them doing the TikTok dances. You know, the access sort of is thing. different. Yep. Yeah. It's all in, I feel like. The output also is different. And it, yeah. And it's, and again, it's like, it's more in your face, Yeah, you know? And so it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's none of this has ever been bad, really. It's their tools and they can be misused and or for good or for bad and stuff. It's, it's Dude, fine. every generation of parents go through the same thing was like, well, back in my days, well, no, back in my days, your parents were saying the same thing about you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just you know, a dep- depend on how you adapt to it and how you decide to protect your kids um, around that new tool that's being. Yeah. Offered, so it's it's quite interesting. Um, so you mentioned you mentioned the, the girls. Obviously, you've got a partner. You've got so we said they were ten and fifteen, but yes. you know, we'll keep we'll keep their name secrets. Um, <laughs> do you so apart from trying to um, share, you know, sort of how tos and how to get you know how to do stuff? Is there anything nerdy you do with them? Is there anything like because you're a gamer also? You you yeah. you know into PC building. You you do a lot of live streaming. You do a bunch of you know YouTube stuff. Is yeah. there anything that you share with them? Is there anything you you you're trying to you know you, maybe your love of well not just PC building a little bit. Um, like the younger one, so I call her the intern, my intern, because <laughs> and I say that I say that because. <clears throat> um, I used to I used to have this getup where I had these big nerdy glasses in my lab coat while, lab I, was coat, building, yep. while I was building PCs, which I still got four of them in the closet. Yes. Um, and so she would she would help me uh, on occasion, and so that's right. I'm the scientist guy; she's my intern. Um, and so I feel like I feel like she she likes helping. I don't know that she's yeah. so interested necessarily in the computer part. I think she if I was fixing a car she'd want to help or put i built shelves in the garage she helped with that that kind of thing i think she just wants to help out um i'm the nerd in the family like um i'm you know i, I know a little bit about a lot of stuff um and so oftentimes they'll come to me with questions first and i'm like you, you have google right like use it <laughs> the, yeah the, 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 I, I say this all the time and i'm like a broken record the the greatest sum of human knowledge ever in the mm. history of humanity is at at your fingertips and you and you're bothering me <laughs> which, which and, and and that sounds that sounds really negative but i i like I it I like it though because for one I feel it is a little easier to just ask me yeah. first because you have to dig through but it's balancing that that uh, you know that thinking that, that go find an answer and, and and judge for yourself like is this a good answer uh, and, I, and I, even when they when I do give them you know an, answer something especially when it's something nuanced you know um, like political or, or yep. so, so social or whatnot I go don't just take my word for it this is these, yeah. these you know these answers are are filtered through my perceptions and my experiences and stuff go out there and, and get other people's perspective too like i'm not always right this this is just the way i see things only 90 percent um, <laughs> um 
there's a few little nerdy stuff um like me and the teenager will um we go back and forth on on like those sort of like political and social issues sorts of questions and stuff and so that's a little nerdy she's a straight a student super smart as a whip yeah um which makes me was really proud because i was not a very good student despite being very really smart one of those you know oh you have such great potential kind of students <laughs> but it, it, we, we can talk about that a little bit later if you want about, about sure. uh, the way we formatted into school but because that's I, I think that's quite an interesting subject but sorry carry on with, with oh but there's, there's little nerdy stuff like um the marvel stuff mm-hmm. i got my my lady um my fiance actually fiance now yes i should say that uh yeah uh she loves all the marvel movies which mm-hmm. really made me i was so excited because like that's like it's a little it's you know uh, entry-level nerdy stuff right yep. it's easy to digest it's fun and and loud and and you know um and loves well iron done. man yeah. which yeah, was yeah. which i was so cool she loved iron man from start to finish all of them uh the whole the whole track we actually ended up watching ahead of uh end game the very last yep. one we ended up watching them all before Endgame came out, <laughs> and then saw Endgame at IMAX. It was, it was oh, dude, this is literally what we've done. We, we, we sat there and we, we, I introduced my wife and my my eldest daughter to to um, the entire Marvel universe, and it was quite cool to go through. And like I've I've watched them all beforehand, so it was like, okay, let me, let, it's time to it's time to revisit the entire thing with them. Yep. Um, and since then, they've been like on a tear, like just freaking listening, to, watching to everything. Oh, great! Um, it's quite interesting, but. Um, but yeah, so Karen, the, the the so you, you've yeah you've got so you've got the same experience that I did, which is going to the cinema with them and and enjoy Endgame, which is absolute mad was absolute madness at the time. Oh, it's great. <laughs> um, okay, so it's do you do any gaming with them? Do they do, are they into that at all? Um, a that's something. Oh, is that something you're trying to to also share? Um, or not, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I tried to try to introduce uh some more nerdy board games um like munchkin we play munchkin okay a yeah, bit. yeah i heard of that yeah um which um, it's like my slow insidious plan to try and get them into dungeons and dragons oh, a little bit yeah, that's, a little that's, bit a little bit at a time that requires that requires a lot of work to get into. interesting interesting thing i've come to find out is um it's really tough for my my fiance and and I've recently learned the teenager to yeah. uh, pretend in that way. That was really interesting. Like a role playing, you mean? Well, or just just um, in general, even like um, oh. not even playing with dolls and stuff when they were little, like like pretending or mm-hmm. or imagining in those sorts of like fanciful ways. It it just doesn't doesn't work, or I guess, and, which. <laughs> It's it's super hard. Dude. It's yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. So I've I've I had a few um a few games of like D and D and stuff. Like that. And it's like it, it takes practice to actually let you know. It feels like it feels like you know when you're on a dance floor dance, dance floor and you're like you you everyone's dancing and having a good time. And you're like trying to get back some moves and you're like it's not really my thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you look, for sure. You, you, get, you get your little you know gin and tonic in there or whatever JD and Coke and they're like. Why wow, everybody's so good and they can, you know, and I'm right there just trying to figure it out. It was the same with D D, for example, in board games in general. It's like it takes a while to break yourself into the game and get it really going. You know, but yeah. once you get it, it's fun as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in that in that way, a little bit um 
some board games in that sense. And yeah. I've, I've started to pay more attention to um, what they're playing on their phones. Cause yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't think there's any way I'm going to get the kids into PC gaming. Not ever, but I've noticed like when among us was blowing up. Yes. They were, they yeah. were on, they were hardcore into that on the phone. Um, teenagers been playing Minecraft and there's some competitive thing that she's been doing. Um, I think it's like some sort of battle royale. I haven't gotten too close yeah. into it, but um, like that's super cool. And I'm like, man, I remember when I I, I bought into Minecraft, you know, when it, was, when it was twenty bucks twenty years ago or something. I don't even remember. It was still written in Java back then, yep. Yep. you know, a beta. And so it was really neat to see that that they're you know, for one, Minecraft is crazy popular still. It's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's still very much so, relevant there's a there's a bit of relatability to it's really cool that they're they're playing some kind of games and so i can relate what, what, what are they playing game. that on uh iphone on iphone okay oh, yeah, it's true. You, you you do you can't you can't play it on, on phone it's true that um mm-hmm. it's um i mean my daughter's picked that up also and she's playing it well she's been playing it on the ps4 and then now she's moved on to ps5 with it but it, yeah. I, I still find it incredible that it's um it's, it came out years and years ago and it's still it's not dropped in value in terms of like trying to get the game no. and it's it's still going strong and I, I thought it would die at some point and but no no mm-hmm. just it's just but, but you know what I like about it really it's is that it's a safe environment mm-hmm. and it's very creative so I don't really mind her playing it um, so I don't know if it's the same for you like you can I think it's couple like the, the original Minecraft there's a couple modes I think there's the creative mode and the survival mm-hmm. mode if I'm not mistaken yep. mm-hmm. um and I know they sort of. I think they've released a, another version, which is like a crossover of Diablo and and Minecraft's oh, like yeah. Minecraft stories or sort of dungeons. Oh, dungeons! That's the one. That's yes. it. Yeah, yeah. That um, one looked cool. That, that looks cool. I even thought of picking that up for myself, but I was like, maybe that's too far. Like, I don't know if <laughs> I don't want to. I'm already, I'm already getting judged when I'm playing video games, and my daughter is there. She's looking at me like, "What are you doing? Why are you playing the shooting games?" You know. Uh-huh, um, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so yeah, the, Minecraft I think is a great way to get your kids into into gaming. I think it's oh, yeah. it's it's very safe. You don't really need to check on them when they play, right? So that's always right. my fear. Uh, but before we hit record, we we were talking about safety around around kids, not only in video games but in real life. But oh yeah, um, there's always to me that fear when you have kids and they're playing video games, especially online these days. Like back in oh yeah, where we growing up, it's all offline, right? You're on your your Genesis, yeah. your 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 Super Nintendo, your whatever. Right. That was fine. Nobody was bothering you unless your friend came over and just you know <laughs> started chucking <laughs> controllers all over the place. You know, be, you know. Um, but that that's the thing. Though. So, uh, do you have any? Do do you do anything in terms of getting them to not? You know, I'm not talking about online harassment and you know how do you control that, but like, do you, do you, do you always do you sometimes look over their shoulders, like double check and go, you know, what are you playing, what are you doing? A little bit. Um, <laughs> my my more I'm more concerned with um the younger one, um, hmm. because you know just because she's younger and inexperienced, um, a little less with the, with the teenager. Um, she's had to deal with some some issues and stuff with social media and you know quote friends kind of being being rude to uh, minimizing but you know um and and how to deal with that and how to come through that and and what to um 
you know, just how to handle it, I guess. Because, man, I, I remember when I was, again, this is my dad pushing this stuff. First time on the internet was, uh, first off, etiquette. Like, I was a little kid, yeah. and he was like, you can't be some butthead little kid on the internet. Like, you're going to have to learn how to type fast. You're going to have to learn how to type like correctly with I, grammar. <laughs> I text, I text with better grammar than I speak. Like, and, right. and it comes through in, in all of my text sort of speech is way better than my speaking English. It's terrible. I'm in bad English. <laughs> I know two languages, right? Good English and bad English. <laughs> and and the good English comes out on through text every time I, I, I tend to curse sometimes I have to, I'm, I'm, holding back fine. my f-bombs yep. quite a bit that's my favorite one but um, <laughs> um yeah because i learned first off to be super skeptical of anybody i interacted with on the internet mm -hmm. um not not distrustful necessarily that like oh they were out to get me but yeah. but you couldn't just take everything they say at face value you you believe them but you know, trust, but verify kind of like with a grain sure, of salt, sure. like, so it's good to do can... a little bit of research if you, if you can, you know, yeah, or... to you, if, you, if you have time also. Cause even <laughs> she's an intern just walked by the front door here <laughs> or the front window. Um, but even, even with influencers and stuff, like you see you, what you see is a person, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a character to a certain level too. They're not, you know, their highlight reels, social media is all highlight reels and the best pictures, the best vacation and all that stuff. And so it's not reality. And to judge it that way is detrimental to your own mental health and stuff. And I just always grew up skeptical of everything I saw on the internet. And nowadays it's like, it's tough to determine what's true yeah. or, or the, the, and even, even truth is kind of bendy and, and perspective based even. And it's, yeah, it's, it's always very weird when, when you, especially when dealing with stuff on anything online, it's just that, it, it, that reality can be edited in certain ways, right? It can be, it can it. be what it's, it, you only get to know what the other person will let you have, you. or, you know, will show you. Yeah. Um, Actually, that's that's when I, I go shut down, and that this is why I actually really love um, Panicles. We were talking about him before. Oh, but, sure. Um, Jerry, he he's he's one of the rare personalities online, and I'm sure there's there are things that he's not sharing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's not oh, yeah. share everything. I don't expect anyone to do that, but he's probably the most honest guy out there. Or certainly on YouTube and all that. So like, there's nothing you. Well, there's not a lot that he's keeping away from, or hiding yeah. from people, but like he he will let you know, and that, that's something actually. Some people don't take that the the wrong way, but mm -hmm. um, I, I do appreciate the the honesty that he's got. Yeah. Um, let, let's 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 move on. Let's go. Let's go back to uh, what should we go for this time? Um, yeah, let's go back to PC building. That's because oh, sure. that, that's that's where um so people who know you and people that's what you're famous for, you know. <gasps> famous. I'm famous. Jeez, <laughs> man. Yeah. Um especially well in the PC building community at least, but you know, uh, uh, uh -huh. you're on the internet, like uh yeah. <laughs> like people say. Um so how, how did you land, how did you get the job where you're at now, which is um Puget System? How, how did you get a job there? Because even even myself who's lightly into pc building and in in the world of pc you know i'm not in no way shape or form a pc master race kind of guy but i do oh, enjoy um people people who talk about it and people like youtubers and people that, that 
you know, give us an insight into what it is. And I love the crafts, the, the art around it and how creative you can be. Uh, for example, somebody like, again, somebody else in the same circle, like Jace Two Cents, who's somebody who's building pieces for himself and celebrities and whatever. Yeah. Um, but every time I look at these people and I look at you, I'm like, oh God, so jealous. Look at what they can do. Look at, look at the knowledge, look at this thing. Um, so my first question is, yeah, how, how did you land a job there? Because you say you had a bunch of different jobs, but you were always mm-hmm. dabbling into PC building and, and that stuff. Like, how did you make that trans- trans- transition, sorry, between in your, in your 20s? Bang, how did you so, get that? So well, we rewind the clock to yeah. 2012. Um, I was working, actually, I was still here in Washington, working for... Um, a guy we uh, collected e-waste from different companies and, and stuff and um, so this was a little bit of dabbling into PC building yeah. kind of uh, we take the e-waste from from companies like um, actually I probably shouldn't say just in case I don't know I don't know <laughs> if they would get upset but but bigger companies companies you would recognize yeah um, <laughs> and we would so they're like usually on upgrade cycles every few years or months or whatever and we would come in take their old stuff my job was to refurbish it uh, get it back to at least mm-hmm close to factory settings uh, and then we sold it on eBay and it was at the guy's house and stuff and great work not something and going into it I knew this wasn't something that would last forever so um, I got it in my head to uh, I wanted to start making um, mobile games so this is 2012 still still pretty new in smartphones and things Um, and I I knew mobile gaming was was going to be big you can just feel it it's it's a perfect platform for especially for certain kinds of games and there have been tremendous amounts of creativity coming out of the platform and yeah. so oh, i want to get in on this so um i signed up with full sail university um my my mom and stepdad uh lived in california they mm-hmm. graciously said like they would put put me up room and board as long as i was doing school um they let me live with them and so i moved down there and I did get a part-time job at um, Starbucks while I was doing the schooling thing for a bit. And um, toward the end, um, I hit a really rough roadblock with Java for Android. It's, it's rough. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up dropping out because having to retake the, the, this one class um, was just racking up. It was like a thousand dollars every time I had to retake the Jeez, take oh, the class. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I tried twice and that was enough. So I'm not no I'm more. Clearly not gonna. I'm clearly <laughs> not making it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I had to I had to get a full time job now. Well, yeah. snap, you know. Um. And so I got I got a a job at a a phone tech support, so like a call center sort of thing, yeah. that we we would try to fix whatever you had, anything from weird cell phone issues to viruses and windows and stuff like that Mm. um and i learned so it was not a very good job they they were a little sketchy and stuff they didn't i didn't appreciate their business practices much but i did learn some great communication stuff and that'll be for another time um and i'm hating this job Uh, i don't like this job at all i love helping people i love the tech support side but we're like we weren't supposed to be friends with the customers like we're sure. supposed to be very yeah. distant neutral and yeah um, you know i don't want I, I want to build a relationship with somebody even just for a moment to help them i want to help right so i don't want i don't want to work here anymore and so i took i i'm searching on craigslist uh for, <laughs> and i want to come home i want yeah. to come home 
all my friends and stuff are up in Washington. My my the rest of my family, other than my mom and stepdad. So I'm on Craigslist. And I see a, an ad for uh, a tech support position, actually, and I'm like, ah, I'm doing that right now. But yeah. now now it's focused on on one particular product. I don't have to, you know, spread myself thin. So I, I apply, I write up a paragraph, why I think I'm great, here's my resume, all this stuff. And I get um, I get an email back from John. He's the, the yeah, president yeah. of the company. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. We already filled that position, but I think you'd be really great for an assembly position. What, what do you think? Man, it was like yes, a please. ray of sunshine <laughs> from the sky. Holy cow. <laughs> telling me i don't actually have to deal with customers and all i have to do is build pcs for you all day and you're gonna pay me that's awesome yeah so it was really tough i didn't i didn't initially tell them that i was in california Hmm. which i think would have disqualified me because they weren't um they didn't want me to like disrupt my life if the job didn't work out like oh now i've moved a thousand miles north and and all this stuff so I, I rigged it so that I was coming up for the Penny Arcade Expo anyway. I rigged it so that the interview would be just before I left back from the Penny Arcade Expo back to California. And um, I get the job. I get the, They offer me the job. I have like a week. They're like, can you start in, in a week? Yep. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> so I pack up just the essentials real fast and uh, drive up blah, and um, crash with my brother and stuff. And yeah, that's that's. I started building PCs for them. So great. you, so you, did you? Um, so you started building PC. Were, were you doing that for a while? Did you move move from that position? So I, I'm only asking because on 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 the website, so you know, they say you're social media and community manager now. Yeah. Is that um, is that your your next step, or did you go through a bunch of different jobs within the, the company? Like, how did that go? How did you a end little. up there? So, um, started building with the PCs. <clears throat> Um, it was December, actually, I think just, just a little over a year of me working mm-hmm. there. Um, I did the first, that first stream with Jerry. I built, you know, they, they, yeah. come, they come looking for volunteers. Like who wants to be on this live broadcast with this client of ours, this sponsorship yeah. that we have, uh, who wants to be live? I'm like, oh. because I had started dabbling in Twitch before leaving California um and i'm oh that's stoked yeah i i'm i want to get on live stuff this is going to be great build that it was tremendously successful i thought man it was so great to do it for for this guy why not do that for everybody well Uh, at first internally like we could just it 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 would slow me down a little bit but like why not just show our process like we nobody's great that's great advertising for the company that's great that's what i thought um and it, and it it blew up it was pretty not crazy big i think we averaged um i don't know 120 viewers twice a week i did it from noon to six or so um that was the first like kind of light bulb that we could be leveraging social media yeah so much yeah. better. the company could be leveraging social media mm-hmm. so much better <clears throat> um we stopped the we stopped the live builds um twitch you know, it's a lot of enthusiasts and we're trying to, we're trying at that, at that time, the company was pivoting away from gaming and enthusiast type market to uh, professional workstations yeah. and stuff. Right. So um, stop the, stop that because the audience, they're not, they're not really not customers. Yeah. 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 Um, and, but I kept, I kept pushing on it. I'm like, Hey, you know, we could be doing um, 
I was starting to get into other social media content, uh, marketing content and stuff like Gary Vaynerchuk and, and things like that. Um, I'm like, man, we could be doing more. We could be doing more. Let's like, who's handling this? And um, eventually they, they let me take it on part-time. So I moved to shipping to, to do both. Um, and eventually the company created a proper marketing department. And that's when I moved to uh, full-time social media slash community management so all right so it's actually all when it all started on that live stream that was it really did uh, <laughs> yeah jerry's uh, jerry's coming in and wrecking stuff and <laughs> being kgsd so it's, it's funny because actually i did i did watch it um so i was i was there when you guys were doing this <laughs> i thought it was quite hilarious and i was like oh god Thanks. there's something there you know it's not it's not something i've seen before of people live streaming pc building on that scale you know even still see- still mm-hmm. You don't you don't see it too often. The bigger companies will do it when it's um like a sponsored build, like oh hey we're building a machine for yeah PewDiePie X. or whatever yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah um but not they don't ever and even those are it, there's like high production value and stuff right mm. I was doing it by myself I had two two cameras and a microphone it's just yeah, me yeah. I'm building talking doing all the stuff and it showed the real process. Yeah, those those sponsored builds you see from from other other companies, that's not how they're building every machine. They're normal. Well, yeah, they, they, they're they're trying they're trying to showcase their, their best case scenario, scenarios when it's like, look, this is quick, efficient. We've done it on the budget, yeah. um, <laughs> and and this so. is how and this is how it looks. But the, and this is why I appreciated what what you guys did, which was which was like, oh, cool, like something real. Yeah, um, like this is how it actually goes. You know, this is how it's actually built. It was, yeah, it was, this is how, whether the camera is on or off, this is how I build PCs eight, 10 hours a day. Mm. It was no, it was no different except for the interaction with chat. That was, otherwise I'm still, it's the same screwdrivers, the same bench, the same everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite quite glad that you guys did it. It's it's something that I was, um, so going back to the kids, it's it's something I always tell um, the eldest one is like, what you see online, what you see on TV, when you look at the way professional like professionals do things, it's always very much, you know, it's a glossier version of what real life is. You know, like what a job is. You know, yeah. it's so it's, it's never that. You know, you you might go on TikTok and see somebody doing that dance, but how many hours hours of um, you know learning have they done before that? You know, it's like yeah. It's it, and it's it's and that's why I really like those kind of stuff, and that's why I'm trying to get them to watch, well, get her to watch this sort of content. Is that this is how it works? You know, mm-hmm. there's no there's no shortcut. There's a shortcut yeah. in the edit. <laughs> you go and <laughs> chop this together. <laughs> that's it. It's like um, I think it's the same. The 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 littler one, the ten year old, is yeah. like, oh, I don't want to post this on TikTok. It's terrible. I go, you got to remember, Charlie D'Amelio was trained dancer from like the age of two until until 14 or 15 when she started putting tiktoks out like of course she's a tremendous dancer she's been doing it her entire life it didn't happen by mistake you know it's just like one day she woke up like shit i'm gonna dance today and she started with (laughs) zero two she's Mm -hmm. you know she started with no likes on her videos she started with no followers everybody starts that way so like you just put it out there it doesn't matter if you only get five likes and from from us or whatever whoever you know there are a few followers just go do create and and get better yeah and that's how that's how you improve and that's how you get somewhere um 
So talking about talking about TikTokers and YouTubers, uh, one of the questions I always ask is, you know, do you have anyone online, like a YouTuber, a Twitcher? Is it somebody you maybe enjoy, con- whose content you enjoy, or do you look up to? Maybe looking up is a bit more of a, it's like, ooh. <laughs> ooh but, so, yeah, so personally, um, I'm a big fan and... Um, I hesitate to say idolize, but I, mm. I strive, I strive, I want to be in a similar place as um, uh, his name is Ali, Ali Saeed. He does Opti- uh, Optimum Tech, I think it was his okay. YouTube channel. Yep. Um, <clears throat> he reviews, he, he's real big in reviewing uh, small form factor PC cases. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and that's, that's my, my jam. I, I'm a big fan. That's, I, I want to be the, I want to be the number one S small form factor PC guy. Um, and so I look up to him quite a lot in that space. Mm. Um, so is that, is that something you, you're thinking you'll, you'll end up doing as in like pushing for maybe raising the, your game in, in, in the YouTube community for, for example, or like maybe doing more live streams or I don't know, is that mm-hmm. something you're, you're thinking of doing in the future? Yeah. In fact, I, I want to, um, I have aspirations to do, uh, uh for business, um, the like sell them you know to to clients and stuff one-offs or or fancy super fancy ones or maybe a few pre-built on my own that kind of thing um but i noticed this was years years ago um the reviews that i see are great they they go over technical specs and things like that but um i bought a case based off of a review from uh, hardware canucks and a I'm not critical of the review. It was a great review. They covered they covered the things that they needed to cover. It was a great review. What they didn't cover was the build process. So they 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 have the empty case. You go over the tech specs, blah blah. blah. And this is for most reviewers. <clears throat> they go, you know, they show the case, and and then it's it, it's like the cooking show, right? They come under the counter and they pull out the done, done. and <laughs> and there's no talk about like how tough it was to get this AIO in there or, Hey, if something goes wrong, you're going to have to take this whole thing back out in order to get to the plate on the back. Because, um, so the case that I ended up buying was a Cougar QBX, great little case, super cheap, about the size of an end case M1. And they're like maybe 50, $60 us. And it bills itself as, as AIO compatible within a certain range, of course. Yeah. I got an AIO in there, but it tended to crimp the hoses. And, and yep. it was, and it was, I think I'm pretty sure it was the same one that Hardware Connects showed in their review. I don't recall for sure. So please don't hate me if I get that wrong. Um, but, and so, man, had I known one, how tough it was very difficult to build in this case, it is not very friendly. Um, there's for a number of minor issues, like I learned, but, um, they weren't covered in that review. That's what really started to push me hard on doing um, sort of full build reviews of cases. Um, I've done it live a lot. I'll just build a whole PC. Hey, this is the case we're building in today. I'm gonna to take a bunch of parts from the old case that we had, put it into this new one, and, and we're gonna learn how to do this together. Because that's important. I feel yeah. like, you know, if you're going to die, especially with small form factor PCs, it's tough. You got, you know, there's little spaces. It's you got to get your space, right? Yeah. And so, 
yeah so it's, it's quite funny you say that was there ever a time at work on your like that you just given up in terms of like trying to build a pc and just just went nah not happening like even even you know that being in your own private time for yourself like if you're building something that you'll think you'll be using or like even professionally is that is that something that yeah. happened to you like you got stopped and just went not happening <laughs> so at work at work there have been times where i've had to walk away but you always yeah. got to finish you always got to finish it <laughs> so because there's a customer waiting mm-hmm. you know and so i couldn't there's never a time where i where i had the opportunity to just f this and and walk <laughs> away <clears throat> um but and 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 even still personally like i don't i don't want to quit halfway through i want to figure it out yeah, you want to figure want, it out right and so again there have been times where i'm like look i'm not finishing this now i gotta end the stream or or i'm just getting frustrated and and i have to stop but um i was because i can't i can't let the i can't let it not be solved like it would yeah, bug sure. the crap out of me until i figured it out um so yeah no nah, i've there have been times where i've ended up having to alter a plan um get to a point and like oh i can't finish because this part isn't going to fit sure. and that's that's on me you know um and so i got to move it to a bigger case or something but um the job always gets done eventually do, do- have you, you know, that said though that, that takes me to my next one which is like do you, have you ever had a um, you know somebody comes in and they go okay i want that case i want that you know the graphics card in there i want that and that have you ever had to say you know or, or to show your end product and go well you've asked for this <laughs> <laughs> this is where you ever in the situation where you like we actually went Right, so this is where your end product. I'm gonna go now before you open. But is that is that something that ever happened? Where you not ashamed, but you know when you went right. Maybe yeah, you know. well, where yeah, where I'm not maybe not proud of the end mm. product. Sure, yeah, for sure. Um, again, it's it's a weird sort of. There have been times at work where earlier on the processes have, have yeah. changed and and the part selection and stuff is really tight now. So these sorts of strange happenings don't occur anymore, but there've been, there've definitely been times where it's like, Hey, I'm going to warn, like, you got to kick it back up to the sales salesperson and say, Hey, I can do this. I can do this, but if they have to fix it or if they have to get in here later, Mm. it's not going to be pretty, you know? Um, (laughs) And, and this, this is just a general comment. The, the Silverstone SG10, do not, do not put two platter drives and and a bunch of SSDs. Yes, you can fit four SSDs and two platter drives back there. Don't, don't. In <laughs> fact, don't put platter drives in it. Don't do that. Just don't put anything. Uh, that's, I'm gonna say, just don't do that, and uh, you'll you'll have a much happier life with the SG10. Uh, yeah, no, that one. That's that's probably the weirdest one because it, it, it's it's so tight. It's so tight. It takes an ATX power supply, and then imagine it, and it's MATX, so you can fit two video cards. Imagine yeah. two video cards that take a six and an eight pin. Then you got two platter drives and two SSDs. All that cabling. It's and it's got to somehow magically get in there. Yeah, the box got to close. Yeah, and be quiet. <laughs> and, and so those yeah, are right. those. There's a few times, and but. I learned that's something else I learned with working as an assembly with Puget. Um, 
I would get frustrated with like, oh, why are they doing this? This is difficult for me. Yeah. And it it took a, it took quite a while to to kind of f- flip the mindset of where it's not about me. It's not my computer. That's exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm doing I'm I'm doing this as a service. I got it. It isn't just blind like oh I'm going to do what you say just because because sometimes mistakes happen or or weird configurations or don't the you know you don't realize what's going to end up at the end or how difficult something will be for the customer. So it's good yeah. to kind of question some of that stuff. But there were times where as a, and I feel like this was just because I was younger I guess or just salty kid yep. guy um and <laughs> yeah. uh where yeah i made a big stink over stuff that i you know what I, I can do it it's it's gonna suck for me but it's gonna get it's gonna make the customer happy and it's it's all good. about learning that that's just, that's the thing though when your job's your passion also it's hard to separate yourself from what is your job right what, yeah. what your what your opinion is about or your experience is about and then what the customer requires yeah i think that that's 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 where it's it's only with experience that you can actually make that separation actually not get, take things too personal it's right. like well i wouldn't do that it looks ugly as hell or it will just not run as it should or if you're not going to get the, the the most optimized experience with it but hey it's your money <laughs> yeah sometimes sometimes you just you got to do it because i was paid to do it so it's okay let's say this stuff it's all right though you still you're still you're still in there just doing oh, yeah. your dream job you know it's like it's, it's a small thing you have to uh you have to do it all right let's let's um let's go with the last thing um we got to talk about your beard <laughs> <laughs> i know you know sure. i was gonna go there <clears throat> dude sure. walk me through teach me how did you get such a majestic piece of uh bandage on you <laughs> so it started it started this is back in california when i was working at starbucks um Mm. one of the guys that i worked with um it was like a no shave november kind of thing yeah um except he wanted to go to the end of the year he's like let's not shave until january commitment gone yeah and he he actually approached me i want to say like early october so we started Mm. early even and um and he quit he quit uh, he shaved it down for down. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving uh, yeah. family pictures. And I'm like, oh, that's a lame excuse. Like we were uh, rocking. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, I went, I went full steam ahead um, through January. So this is actually the second iteration of the full beard. All right. All right. All right. Um, Cause that January, this probably 2013 now i don't know it's really hard for me to keep track of time Uh, but it was january and um i shaved or i had it shaved down by the cool local barber guy uh into just a a, quite a mustache with a chin puff like a spaniard kind of a three musketeer looking uh which was fun because then i because he had cut my mustache very short um and so I, I was determined to grow it out into the big handlebar. Yeah, hey. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, the ends of the ends of my mustache, I could actually tuck tuck over my ears, like, but <laughs> it's it's trimmed now. Um, and so from there, I grew it back again, and uh, he challenged. We did it again that next year, and I didn't quit after that. Like it, it's been that's it. This it's for commitment like seven years 
do you, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you have the the itch of you know do you have the sometimes the the madness that's it was going to be the word i was going to use like sometimes you know when you grab grab for, grab for you know we go for the uh the scissors or whatever your races oh just go. heavens heavens no no in fact um my lady really likes it she loves it she'd be so upset if i shaved or had to shave for some reason like clean oh man no. do you remember your face without it do you actually I have, remember it? <laughs> I have pictures. I have pictures, but I, I like to joke that it, it's been so long I haven't seen my chin. I could declare it legally dead, right? <laughs> I'm not even sure it's back there anymore. Um, yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, I think it's it, it's a uh, pretty unique and and a good one. Like I'm I'm happy that it fills in as as well as it did and all that. It's got a good shape. It's got a good shape, and it's got the uh, the two tones on it. You know mm-hmm. that that grayness and. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the reason why I'm, 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 I've tried I've tried to grow a beard but like for some reason it doesn't grow on the sides here it's just looks sure. weird um, but the one thing I really love though is getting the grayness coming yeah. through here it's like I'm like you know what this is what what I'm, what I'm looking forward to it's great <laughs> since I got a beard I'm like I thought it would be it would be horrible you know I thought it would be like oh, I'm getting old but no Actually, it's like it's badass. I think you could pull off a good Tony Stark beard. You got a good. I thought you got, about it. You got the shape of it working out uh, pretty yeah. well. You know the goatee and then along the, the along the chin line. I think you oh, can rock it. I'll, I'll try. I'll try one day. I'll try one day. I'll see. I'll see how it goes. But I don't, I don't know if I. It might look ridiculous for a while. <laughs> you can always shave it off. That's right? fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just and then again, I always look at myself when I'm clean shaven. I'm like, oh no, that's not that's not a good look. I've got to wait like three or four days before it all grows and it looks okay. So yeah. I don't know if I want that sacrifice. It, that's the one good thing with the pandemic and, and being stuck at home is that you can right. shave, clean shave, and nobody will ever see it. And that's the only time I could do it. Like rocking into the office with like a, a clean face and if I feel naked. Oh, so. I imagine too, now it's been so long that the the underneath would be very pale. Like my face has been oh, seven two years exposed. Face, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't. I don't think it, it would not be a good look. Mm-mm. I'm sure. I'm sure you must. You, you must be intrigued. You must be thinking about it like some days. Like I need, I'll. I'll go and do it. You know, just I'm gonna see what it looks like under there. It. What. What really stops me is it is a tremendous amount of work to yeah. to shave this down. Because like I think about the first time that I had a professional do it. To, because it was a full beard like like what yeah. you see today and and he had it took an hour and a half for him to uh. carve, carve <laughs> it started with scissors yeah. cut it down as close as he could and then over and over and over with the with the with the electric clippers and too much work oh man too much work. and then <laughs> to get it back is another eight or ten months it's Oh, it, it takes so long it's it's commitment that uh, yeah you get and you get to that point where it's really hitchy and you're like uh yeah. you've got to, and I've, I've people told me that you got to push through that it, well what what i did was i shaved it up to the to the jawline yeah and then over time slowly worked it down and, and ah. like, I, would sh- I would shave less and less high up to the chin yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that jawline and uh and that worked out because yeah the first like the first three weeks under the jaw it's it feels itchy, but it's actually just those little pricklies like poking you all yes. over the place. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm glad we talked about the beard. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call that beard talk. You know, right. that's, that's another one you should. Yeah, you should start. Right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I think uh, okay. we, we've uh, we've 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 done good here today, sir. Awesome. Um, awesome. So once again, 
thank you very much for for well no for having me i was going to say you know but yes oh. for having me you know what yeah. um, <laughs> um so where, where can people catch you these days on twitch um, you want to plug your stuff occasionally on twitch tv um forward slash a-u-x-x-z-i-l-l-a-r-y auxiliary and um that spelling is instagram twitter uh youtube yeah that's that's where i'm at everywhere yeah. and then yeah you're on youtube also with um the one oh, and only barnacles and yeah. tech talk mm-hmm. saturdays uh saturdays at uh, 10 a.m pacific time yep which is a great show if you've not watched it please do it's very entertaining anything goes really i think that's that's what it should be called because it's always about a little bit about um tech and a lot about well talk talk let's put it that way right anyway so that was um houston with us thank you again for giving up an hour of your time on this uh, lovely what sunday morning for you guys and sunday Mm -hmm. evening for us in the uk um yeah we'll look forward maybe hopefully at some point we'll uh, do this again and you know talk about something else you know other than your beard or maybe we just talk only about your beard (laughs) anyway (laughs) that was catching up with the nerds um we'll be back at some point somewhere uh, maybe next week for another episode um you guys have a good one please do subscribe share like you know the usual stuff everywhere we everywhere also uh, except for facebook because we don't really go there but um if you want to follow us on twitter on instagram and on youtube we'd be more than happy and apple podcasts we love apple podcasts oh yeah they're everywhere uh give us five stars there that's what we want all right so from me tom and from our guest houston thank you and we'll hope you have a good one goodbye yeah bye thanks for having me